been posting more than a dozen alleged NRA documents to the dark web and is threatening to post more if they don't pay up. The Houston Astros are back in it. They beat the Atlanta Braves in Game 2 of the World Series last night, 7-2. to Astros manager Dusty Baker. Some people in this room thought the series is over already after one game, you know, but it's a seven-game series. Game 3 is tomorrow in Atlanta. This is CBS News. The leading sign of COVID is a fever, so everyone needs an accurate thermometer. Try the Exogen Temporal Scanner and learn more at exogen.com. That's exogen.com. With Early Paycheck, you can get your direct deposit up to two days earlier. That's another reason banking with Capital One is the easiest decision ever, even easier than deciding to open the biggest birthday gift first. Happy birthday to you. Which one are you going to open first? The pony. Yep, even easier than that. Plus, with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is banking with Capital One even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. No fees or minimums on new consumer accounts. Capital One and AIM member FDIC. This financial update with CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger is sponsored by Dell Small Business. Debt ceiling uncertainty? Here's Jill. The most important thing that you can do is create some sort of game plan, stick to that game plan. To run a growing business is to be on a journey. Dell Technologies Advisors are here with the right Windows PC and tech solutions so you can stop at nothing for your customers. Call an advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. A start to a simpler experience with Windows 11 Pro. Pop culture moments reign supreme this year. Justin Bieber leads music nominees at the 2021 People's Choice Awards with 10 nominations. Lil Nas X, Olivia Rodrigo, and Doja Cat followed with several nods each. No one outruns their past. When it comes to the big screen, F9, the Fast Saga, leads the pack with eight nominations, including Movie of the Year. I've lived a lot of lives. Black Widow isn't far behind, and its stars Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh are nominated for individual awards. This year's show will include 40 categories spanning movies, TV, music, and pop culture. Voting has already started started. The show airs in December on E. Monica Ricks, CBS News. It's National First Responders Day today, a day to honor law enforcement officers, firefighters, paramedics and EMTs, dispatchers and more. What a better way to say thanks than with a free donut and coffee. Krispy Kreme doing the honors all day long for first responders who flash their badge. Stacy Lynn, CBS News. Oil drilling investments involve a high degree of risk and are only suitable for SEC-accredited investors. Attention high net worth investors! Oil and gas investments have always been an ideal tax advantage and have been a way to invest and take a 100% write-off. The new administration is threatening to take this away. Take advantage now before it's too late. Invest in domestic oil drilling for a full tax credit this year. When you invest in oil, you get a 100% tax write-off. The pent-up demand from the pandemic has created the perfect storm for oil prices to soar. Support domestic U.S. oil and natural gas drilling and make your patriotic investment to get a complete 100% tax deduction write-off. If you are liquid for a $100,000 investment, call Encore Energy at 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. These are trying days. More than ever, Southeast Ohioans are seeking out mental health and recovery services. The Mental Health and Addiction Services Levy supports more than 50 local community nonprofits and programs, including Hopewell Health Centers, Health Recovery Services, My Sister's Place, Hawking and Benton Senior Programs, and Peer and Recovery Houses. 
Vote for the Mental Health and Addiction Services Levy. It will continue to fund your community network of care, and it will not raise your taxes. Paid for by the 317 Board Levy Renewal Committee. Looking for the perfect gift? How about a laser engraved sign? Here at A Work of Heart, one of our most popular items is a sign or photo frame that can be personalized with names, dates, and sayings. These make the most unique gifts that will be treasured by those that receive them. Often, your personalized sign can be completed and ready to take home within minutes. We also have hundreds of pieces of new art designed by our local artist, D. Jones, and made here in the United States. Reason signs that can be personalized make great gifts or decorations for your home. Many of the wreaths we carry have matching sea rings, garlands, sprays, and sprigs. Our Chala purses, decorated with animals of all shapes and sizes, make great gifts for anyone, and we have a great selection. Need a red truck? We can probably meet that need. We have framed art, lamps, signs, and red trucks, too, in all four seasons. Come visit us today. That's a work of heart. Now open 10 to 9 in Grand Central Mall or find us online at aworkofheart.biz. I'm Malcolm. I'm a commercial cash management specialist, but I'm also a leader and a musician. At Park National Bank, we're more than our job titles, and you're more than an account number. You get personal attention and direct access to a caring, compassionate banker who respects and responds to your needs and goals. Find Malcolm or a banker near you at parknationalbank.com. Park National Bank, where you mean more. Member FDIC, parknationalbank.com. It's when we dig deep. Moves it to Bjorkstrand, leads it now for Texier, steps around his man, left wing circle. To do the right thing at the right moment. All the way around behind the net, wrap around and score! Nice shoot, Tex! It's our blue, and out of our blue, we rise. Choose the games you want and flexible payment options with the Blue Jackets ticket plan for the 2021-2022 season. Text TICKET to 26791 for more information. Stay on top of the news every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Hi, it's Randy and Boots from the Auto Smarts Radio Network. And why should you listen to our show on this station? Well, Boots is a man of many talents and has knowledge you won't believe. Just listen. Hey, Boots, what's your favorite thing to talk about? Cars. Rick Ocasek was the lead singer of what band? The Cars. What was Gary Newman's biggest selling song? Cars. Who was the all-time leading scorer in Notre Dame basketball history? Car. That's right, Austin Carr. Anything you'd like to add? Cars, cars, cars. 57 Chevy. Cars, That's Auto cars, Smarts. Cars, Friday cars, afternoons cars, at 106 cars, on 970 cars, WATH cars, and 97.1 FM. That's say 57 Chevy? Cars, cars, cars. Roving reporter here. Excuse me, ma'am. I'll give you $14,934,386.83 if you can tell me the best place in town to get pops, chips, candy, sports drinks, and a lot more. Uh, Stop and Cop? That's right! Stop and Cop drive through carry-out is the best place to get party stuff. Munchies, all kinds of pops and sodas. Excuse me. Candies galore, chips, sports drinks. Excuse me! Yes, what is it? What about my money? What money? Something, something, million dollars. Can't remember how much, huh? <laughs> Stop and Cop drive through carry-out. 362 Richland Avenue, Athens. Proud supporter of high school sports. A message for the renewal levy for services to senior citizens. The levy fund gives support to the Senior Center and 14 active groups serving senior citizens in Athens County. Seniors get help with education, staying healthy and active, plus offering valuable fellowship and ways for seniors to volunteer. Many services have continued through the pandemic, including transportation for medical appointments. Please vote yes on issue two, renewal levy, not a new tax for senior citizens on November 2nd. Paid for by the Hands for Seniors campaign, Sandy Shuri, Treasurer. I-N-E-P-T-M-X-Tech, two, four, six, eight, who do we appreciate? 
Oysters! Oysters! Raw! 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 Well, Coach Turf, another road game coming up for your oysters this week, and I understand you're going to be going down on the farm. That's right. It is another road ball game this week. It is going to be a conference ball game getting down toward the end of the season. Every ball game is important. Every ball game for the conference championship. That's why it is going to be a fine ball game. And you're right. It is going to be down on a farm. We're going to be playing the Engineering Institute for Eastern Industrial Organizations. Boy, that is a mouthful, Coach. That's right. It sure is. And that's how come we shorten it to E-I-E-I-O. And what kind of team do they have down there this year? Well, they do have a fine ball team. You know, they seem like they always have a fine ball team. Coach McDonald always has a bunch of fine ball players playing for him. That's how come he is in the race for the conference title every year. He always has a bunch of fine ball players. In fact, he's got a fine player here, fine player there, here fine player, there fine player. In fact, he's got a fine player everywhere, and that's how come it is going to be a real fine test for us. And you'll be playing at their place, and I understand that... Uh from what you've been telling me, they do have a very decided home field advantage there. Well, not only that, they like playing at home. In fact, uh, I don't believe we've ever played them boys at our place. Seems like we always go to their place and play down on the farm. And, you know, uh, I understand from uh, there are advanced scouts that it is the same home field advantage that we've had or they've had ever since that we've started playing them. And that is, I don't know any other way to put it, but it smells down there. And it's real hard for our boys to get used to that. And their boys are used to playing in that. And that gives them a real uh, advantage. They haven't made any improvements to their home field in several years then. Well, not only that, uh, you know, they got something else going for them down there. You know, they got a lot of uh, uh, things set around on the field that you got to watch out for that you don't step in. And they know where they, all them things is. And uh, we got to be careful when we're on that field. And I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And the Our Turf Show is proudly brought to you by this item, which is a rich source of fiber loaded with iron, magnesium, zinc, copper, and other minerals. It is also full of antioxidants, beneficial for your health. What is it? On this National Chocolate Day, it is dark chocolate. Well, Coach Turb, let's talk a little uh, scouting report information on the opponent this week. Who is that uh, you're playing again? Well, that's E-I-E-I-O. I won't give you their full name because it's such a mouthful, but they do have a bunch of real fine ball players. I guess we could probably start with their quarterback, a real uh, flashy playboy type of boy like uh, what used to play for the New York Jets. Uh, Joe Namath. At, that's him. In fact, uh, just like him, I think that uh, Namath fella is this boy's hero, a fella named uh, Heifer. Hugh Heifer, he likes, to, he likes to go out with them cheerleaders after the ball game's over. He, he likes to having a good time, and, uh, and uh, he's, he's a real flashy leadership-type boy on, on their team. But he and can get the job done on the field, I understand. That's right. He is their most valuable player, has been the last two years. This is his senior season, and he's looking to be All-America, and uh, I think he's probably their most valuable player again. Does he have some good help in the backfield? Well, that's right. You know, uh, he's got a real fine running game to go with him. Uh, they got some boys named uh, Mustang, McGurk, and Shorty Shetland. They got some real horses in their backfield, and, and it's a real good thing for them. They're, they're real good broken field runners because they can uh, run around that field and miss whatever it is they're not supposed to step in. Sports fans for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M. 
72 years. That's right, W-A-T-H, serving Southeast Ohio, 72 years. Yeah, boy. Hey, it's 49 degrees outside, and they say it may get as high as 66 today. And then the next few days, rain. Whatever it is, it is. We'll take it and uh, be pleased with it somehow. Anyway, good morning. It's October 28th. 2021, of course, and um, this is the party line on 970 WATH 97.1 on FM as well. Um, some of you people, I can't remember if I brought this up or not, but um, as you as you may have noticed earlier this week, we had some downtime. That is to say, maybe you tuned it to 970 on AM and it was silent. Uh, Or 97.1 on FM. Not at the same time, but different times. And it was silent. There's, uh, let me tell you, first of all, we have um, transmitters, right? And they're big pieces of equipment. And... um, um, some are down on Armitage Road and some are up on Pleasant Hill. And down on Armitage Road, we have a main and a standby. Okay, and the standby happens to be uh, one of the original transmitters they had when they first put the station on the air. Anyway, the main had failed. So we were sending parts to Louisiana to the company that repairs them. And we were on the backup, which is this older transmitter. And then something went wrong with it, right? Murphy's Law, as they say. So we finally got um, uh, the Louisiana people to rapidly repair those parts faster than they might have otherwise and they um, you know it it left uh, I'm going to say New Orleans at 11.10 at night and arrived here at 11.15 in the morning now that's through um, I I think it was FedEx okay um, and that shipping cost uh, $286, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but um, then within about an hour and a half, our transmitter engineers got everything working. <coughs> and we're on the air. Well, also during that time, our FM 97.1, which is up on Pleasant Hill, No, Peach Ridge. Excuse me, Peach Ridge. Um, 
if you've been out that way any recently, there are, it's a huge construction project going on of these high power, high tension electric lines. It's been going on several months now. And this is uh, kind of the main feed for the east side of Athens, I think. And um, so they're replacing all the wooden poles with um, steel, even taller than, I mean, they're just massive poles. And um, so there have been some incidents out there where we would lose power. And in fact, I, someone was telling me the other day that uh, when that, that happened, that Walmart didn't have any power. And it was all the same incident. <coughs> Just a minute here. Okay, I'm back. Um, well, uh, generally they get that fixed within 45 minutes to an hour and a half. But it's been kind of... Uh, what do you call it, touch and go lately. Uh, but we're pleased that our main transmitter appears to be in great working order again. And um, our standby is ready to come into service if it must, right? Yep. And I reconnected the FM antenna in here yesterday because the stream was full of static. Mm -hmm. So Krista came in. She tuned the tuner in here. I went back in engineering and reattached the antenna, and now I'm told it is crystal clear once again. Hmm. So that's a good thing, too. Okay. Well, anyway, that's kind of an update on that sort of stuff. Lots of moving parts, so to speak, you bet. have to happen. Boy, are there ever. Um, let's see. Today is such a... Uh, seems to make sense given this time of year with uh, trick-or-treat and all of that and then uh, also your comments about the sponsor for the art turf show today is national chocolate day it's hard to complain about that isn't it yes it's, it's uh, there's only three things listed today national chocolate day national first responders day and National Internal Medicine Day. All important items. <laughs> well, I was somewhere last night. Okay, so y y y y are you on Facebook? Yes. Okay. And uh, there's some system there where you can message people. And I've never used it very much. I've been on Facebook for years. But it's just in the last year or so, once in a while, I'll get a message from somebody. Well, um, I'd say a month ago, I got a message from someone just out of the blue that I knew and they were just 
talking kindly to me and saying hi and that sort of thing. And then there was some mention about, did you hear what happened to me? And um, I'm not on there a lot, so someone might ask me a message, and then maybe it's two days before I see it, right? But then I answered and said, no, what? What, what happened? And then the response was that they had won, I, I can't remember the exact figure, but let's say $200,000 in some sort of, I don't know if it was a state lottery or some something, right? And, um, you know, I thought that was remarkable. So last night I was out and at a, um, one of our local establishments and ran into this person. And I started saying, you know, so what's it feel like to have had that happen? And he had the oddest look on his face. He, this hadn't happened at all. I was just getting ready to say, was it a scheme or a scam? Well, it evidently. Or fake news? But someone got a hold of, or got the, um, how would you say, got, the, got, got control over his Facebook site, pretended to be him, and started spreading this information. And I don't know what their ultimate goal was, but I, I just dropped it. I just said, way to go, congratulations. And that was the end of that. <laughs> um, but then um, he indicated to me, he and his wife last night, that their Facebook had been hacked or whatever you call it. Yeah, that's what you would. So, weird. Yeah. Got to be careful out there. Yes, indeed. In the internet world. Anyway, he was disappointed to learn that he, you know, briefly was considered a uh, a big winner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. So. went to um, urgent care yesterday after 10 days of this cold found out I, I have bronchitis oh my well I do I guess I don't think his bronchitis is being worse than a cold well it could be I mean if it's down in your lungs yeah well anyway um the doctor That's was, never a good thing. doctor was pleased to see me, and I'm on uh, now meds for all of that. So, folks, I apologize. As once in a while you hear me cough. Uh, I do um, cover up, as they say. And um, so, anyway, I, I am feeling a little bit better today. All right, let's see here. So we said it's October 28th. 
there are also historical events, right? For example, in 1492, on this date, Christopher Columbus cites Cuba, claiming it for Spain under the name Juana, J-U-A-N-A. I'm, I'm assuming the J-U is pronounced more like an H. Juana. In 1538, on this date, the first university in the New World huh, the Universidad Santo Tomas de Aquino is established on Hispaniola. 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 There we go. Now, Scott, where is Hispaniola? H-I-S-P-A-N-I-O-L-A. It is an island. It says here in North America. Well, that narrows it down. It is uh, near the Dominican Republic. Okay. Well, isn't it odd? Populous island in the West Indies. Isn't it odd that the first university in the New World, uh, they do it there, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, let's see. 1746, Peruvian cities of Lima and Caleo, C-A-L-L-A-O, both those cities demolished by an earthquake in which 18,000 people died. 1746. 1904, St. Louis police try a new investigation method. What was it? Fingerprints. 1919, the Volstead Act, passed by the U.S. Congress, establishing prohibition despite President Woodrow Wilson's veto. All right, let's do some birthdays here. We've got uh, two who are still living and two that have passed. We'll do it in order of history, I guess. Um, Okay. Born in 1754, died in 1782, a man by the name of John Lawrence. L-A-U-R-E-N-S. Now... Um, this is not a photograph. This is some sort of artwork of him, and he looks very pompous. John Lawrence was an American soldier and statesman from South Carolina. During the American Revolutionary War, best known for his criticism of slavery and his efforts to help recruit slaves to fight for their freedom as U.S. soldiers. Uh, The next person, um, given vaccines and all, we certainly should remember, Jonas Salk, S-A-L-K, born in 1914 um, on this date and died in 1995. As many of us may know, he was an American virologist and medical researcher who developed one of the first successful polio vaccines. He was born in New York City, attended the City College of New York, at New York University School of Medicine. And the vaccine, again, was for... Polio. Yes, that's right. 
<clears throat> okay, now two who are still living. Um, this first one really knocks me out. I'm sorry. Julia Roberts. I was going to ask, is it a good knockout or uh, not so good? In my mind, she's stunning. This is her 54th birthday today. And uh, look at this picture here. Come on. Let me pass it back to you. Yeah, you can hold it up there. Yeah, she's very attractive. Now, isn't she from, like, West Virginia or something? No, that's Jennifer Garner. Oh, she is equally cool. (laughs) Both those gals. Well, anyway, so Julia Roberts selling, c- celebrating her 54th birthday today. The other person who's uh, still kicking is Bill Gates. That's right, the computer wizard. Uh, 66th birthday today. Now, if, when I turn the page here, I assume there's a couple deaths we need to mention. Incidentally, Julia Roberts was born in Smyrna, Georgia. Okay. And then that Jennifer Garner, right? Why didn't why did I go there? Uh, I guess I was talking about two of the ladies I think are the most attractive. And I'm not, you know, I'm not inclined to talk like that. But oh never mind. <laughs> okay, man Maxed Maxentius. This is before uh, Christ we're talking about. In fact, I think the year is... No, 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 not before Christ. In the year 312, I think, is when he died. Um, M-A-X-E-N-T-I-U-S. And the uh, piece of artwork they have here shows... um, what appears to be a concrete statue of him. And obviously the nose has been knocked off the concrete. It seems like that happens a lot to those yeah. statues or figurines. Yeah. Whatever they are. So who is s- this? Dude? You see him, the nose is, <coughs> excuse me, blown away or something. Yeah, yeah. Marcus Aurelius Valerius Maxentius. Maxentius. I didn't even have it pronounced right okay was a roman emperor who reigned from 306 until his death in 312 despite ruling in italy and north africa and having the recognition of the senate in rome he wasn't recognized as a legitimate emperor Mm. by his fellow emperors okay what happened to him he was drowned in the tiber during the battle during a battle, his body was later taken from the river uh, and, and decapitated. Yeah, I wonder. I yeah. had a feeling once you went, uh. It even gets more gross, but we'll stop Dis- there. Dismembered and all that stuff. Dragged through streets of Rome. Well, maybe that's why he's missing his nose. Could be. <laughs> I Did I say that? Yeah. I did. You did. Okay, the uh, other famous death we have to mention today is that of John Locke, L-O-C-K-E. He was born in 1632, but died on this date in 1704. Now, this appears to be some form of photograph. And you know how I said, um, um, the gal we had a moment ago was stunning. 
Julia Roberts. This John Locke is the opposite. Equally as stunning. No, no. <laughs> not at all. He's he's just not... I, I would think he'd have a hard time finding a mate. <laughs> oh, well. Well, anyway, John Locke. Grand. What about him? <laughs> he was an English philosopher and physician widely regarded... As one of the most influential of the Enlightenment thinkers and commonly known as the father of liberalism. Huh. Well, uh, fair enough. Let's see here. Um, there continues to be a good bit of publicity on the national news scene about improvements in the COVID statistics. The number of cases are down. Um, the number of deaths down. Uh, all these statistical numbers. Um, and I have noticed that too in my daily reports that I keep. Now, like yesterday, I didn't share anything with you because we had um, Jack Ellis as our guest. That was a good show, too. Um, but, again, uh, every afternoon, around 2 or so, they update uh, one particular batch of Ohio statistics. And so, you know, 2.30... Well, as early as 2 or as late as 3.30, I will enter the new updated figures for that date. So when we speak here, we're always, I don't know, 20 hours behind, I guess. I guess my math, 20. Yeah, that's close enough. Um, but I have noticed then I think things are improving. Praise the Lord, right? Amen. Amen. Um, I don't think we'll take the time to do the full stats today. I'll, I'll give you a couple highlights. Um, here in Athens, um, now some of this, okay, let me say one more thing. You know, our Board of Health, like Dick Gaskell's gang down there in uh, Jack Pepper, right? Um, they report to different sources above them who gather this information. But sometimes it seems to me like the numbers might be delayed a day or two or other counties are ahead of us or whatever you want to call it. But yes, um, two days ago, we had 12 new cases in our county. Yesterday, we had 29 new cases. Um, as of yesterday, we had 83 deaths, and that number is the same today. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... Now, the recoveries. 
7382. So we've had 7,382 recoveries two days ago. And then yesterday it went up to 7421. So that's a gain of about 40. Okay, so if you're having 40 recoveries, and let's average the 12 and the 29 and call it uh, 20 new cases, you can see things are coming down. Maybe that's too complicated to do over the air, but I hope you were able to follow me. But we'll give you a full report tomorrow as we end the week. Yesterday with Jack Ellis' visit, um, I had done something here, and, and uh, I, I don't know how much, Scott, you'll be able to jump in on this, but I'm hoping so. Um, I got here in 1973. I think it was October of 73. I uh, flew into Columbus on Friday night. My, uh, my wife Barb and I stayed with uh, my parents up in Worthington. And needless to say, I was excited about seeing the radio station. So I said to my dad, let's go down today. You know, it was Saturday morning, mind you. I said, I want to see the station. I had never seen it and yet I was now part owner so we got in the car drove down this is before some of the highways had been upgraded but we came down 33 we stopped in Lancaster at that coffee shop right in the middle of town got some coffee I don't know how coffee works for you Scott but for me it's not too long before I have to go to the restroom. Okay? <laughs> well, I, I'm not a coffee drinker, so... What I do you mean you're not a coffee drinker? I drink tea. You know oh, that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I drink tea every well, morning. Well, doesn't tea affect you the same way? No. Really? Not me, but... Okay. Anyway, I love the smell of it, and actually, I will make coffee just to smell it, like on a cold winter day. Really? But, yeah, the aroma goes through the house, and people say... Why don't you just get a candle that's coffee-scented? It's not the same. That's why. Okay. Well, anyway, we stopped in Lancaster and got a cup of coffee and then continued on. Okay. I don't think what I'm about to describe is too uncommon, but it doesn't take too long after you've had some coffee before you need to say, I need to use the restroom. So we drove up to this little squatty little building. But I wasn't paying attention. My first interest was finding the restroom. So I said, where is it? Dad said, straight down the end of the hall. So I went down there, relieved myself, and then took a deep breath and opened the door of the, the restroom and the john and came out and started looking around. Woody Simpson was on the air who I later named the Squire of the Hocking Valley. Remember that? 
I do. Woody Simpson lived in Cambridge, Ohio. But he would come down here on Monday morning. He would drive to work and then go on the air at 6 a.m. And then on Saturdays, he'd leave at noon and go back to Cambridge. Pretty cool guy. Now, Scott, look at the room we're in right here. So the room on the other side of that panel of glass was our main control room. Right here was the bookkeeping office. Right over there was the copy office. And then this was kind of a general meeting room here. So I built all these walls and everything uh, to, to give each station its own studio. Yeah. And the newsroom over there and all that sort of stuff. And then the old main studio became our production studio. Oh, well, enough of that. But the uh, first thing I did was uh, go to the restroom, and when I flushed the toilet, it overflowed. <laughs> okay, so my first experience at the radio station was to have the toilet overflow. Well, needless to say, you know, I'm scampering around, grabbing paper towels and things to wipe up the mess, and and get it stopped. <sighs> then I come out, and I start looking around, and I could hear faintly in a room nearby music and stuff. So I headed for that, and opened the door, and there was Woody Simpson. Met him, had a nice conversation with him, Anyway, it's funny how some of those first experiences you'll never experience, you'll never forget, and then also they're um, peculiar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Toilet overflow. Yeah. Obviously, that uh, can left an impression on you. Oh, yeah. Very well, well, it did. I, here I am 50 years later the, talking about the it. Bubbling up turlet. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> October, well, what was the day, the birth date of the station? 25th, 1950? 23, I think. October uh, uh, It's It's somewhere in the, in the last few days. Yeah. And I can look it up. I just didn't this year. The um, turlet left an impression. Yes, indeed. It was a bubbling up, as okay, the so cable guy would say. I don't know what brought this to mind, except that I'm looking at a report here that I had printed for our visit with Jack Ellis yesterday. So the president of Ohio University, when I arrived here in 1973, was Claude Soule. Now remember, our university goes back to 1804. And it, there actually was a period of a year or two before that while it was in organization. But technically, it became a university in 1804. Now, um, 
to see before Claude Soule was Vern Alden, right? Yes, I believe so. And I got to know him and respect him a great deal. Uh, but when I arrived, it was Claude Soule, and he was the 16th president of Ohio University. He held that post for five years, 1969-1974. The next guy was Harry Crewson. A longtime favorite. Not favorite, I mean friend. He was born in 1913, died in 2003. But he was the 17th president of Ohio University from 1974 to 75. Harry Crewson was a fine guy. No. Funny little story. He was a Democrat. And he was on city council. This would have been after his presidency, if I'm not mistaken. And um, when I decided to run for city council, it was about the time he was saying, I've had enough. And the story goes that he recommended that I be reappointed to fill out his term. Not reappointed, but appointed to fill out his term. Well, the Democratic Party wasn't real happy about that because I was listed as a Republican. And so they appointed Sarah Hendricker instead, who was a Democrat. And then a few years later became a mayor. And Sarah and I, uh, anyway, I, got, I did get on a council uh, within a few months after that. But it, it, I was proud that Harry sort of stuck his uh, neck out and suggested that I fill out his term. The 18th president... was Charlie Ping, Charles Ping, who we just lost here not too long ago, his passing. What a classy guy. He served as president, the 18th president, from 1975 to 1994. Think of that. 20 years. He was born in 1930, and of course, as we know, he just died here, what, a a few months ago, right? Yeah, just recently, actually. Charlie was a very classy guy. He was a nice man. The next president, the 19th president, was Bob Glidden. And I like Bob, too. 
In fact, I'll have to say there isn't any president that I've met at Ohio University who I didn't have some, didn't hold in some high esteem. So Bob Clinton became president in 1994 and served in that role for 10 years, until 2004. Now, in any one of these, I could list all sorts of accomplishments. And I could also talk about certain problems that occurred during their time, their tenure, that are similar to what we go through every so often, such as even now. For example, there's a big talk about you know, some buildings on campus being, um, shall we say, sold by the university and turned into uh, private enterprises. Uh, that's a current conversation. As I looked over this list, that happened twice during these years, before. So, you know, and, and I'm just sort of betting if I went and looked at um, Ohio State or let's say uh, Ohio Wesleyan, a small school. Pick one. Uh, that they all have a certain degree of this. Yeah. <clears throat> well, anyway, Rob McDavis was next. He was the 20th president. And he served in that role from 2004 to 2017. You know, think back here. Um, Charlie Ping, Bob Glidden uh, were often guests on our show here. Rod McDavis as well. Dwayne Nellis was the next guy the 21st president, and he had the, the position for four years, 2017 to 2021. He, too, was a regular guest on our show. And, um, and now it's Hugh Sherman. And, you know, we, I don't know what the plans are there exactly, whether this is a one or two year appointment or a long term thing or what, but Hugh's a first class guy and we gotta get him in here. Um, so I'll work on that. Where has the time gone? It says we have six minutes left today. I have lost all track. That big hand on the clock has just been speeding right on by. I guess so. Did you pick anything out? No, I didn't, but uh, okay. a couple of things that we talked about before we went oh, on the air. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, it was trick-or-treat times. Yes, and also for it. Something else I wanted to mention was early voting going on right okay. now, too, ahead of the uh, election day, November 2nd. Folks, the other day I went to just... just uh, Nobody had said it was available or anything, but I just happened to try. I went to the Athens County Board of Elections website, and there is, right there, a ballot. And you specify, you know, 
like if you live in a ward of the city in the precinct and then it'll show you your ballot and I assume if you live in Albany it'll show you your ballot and there were things on there I didn't know about but um, anyway uh, what well, uh, be prepared. Election day is coming up, and I think, uh, as Scott mentioned, you can also do early, um, uh, cast your votes early. Yeah. Okay, Get starting to tonight. The Board of Elections on uh, Court Street. Right. Right next to the courthouse. <clears throat> yes. Okay, trick or treat. It is a delight at my home. I look forward to it. So does Pat. Uh, last year we used a tube to shoot the stuff down because there's supposed to be six foot difference, uh, the distance and all that stuff. Uh, this year I think uh, we feel a little safer. Um, all parties concerned, we'll do whatever. But here's the schedule. Now, there are three communities that are doing trick or treat tonight Albany, Murray City, in New Marshfield. Now, New Marshfield is going to go from 5.30 to 7. And then they have a costume contest and picnic at their park there after that. Yeah, hopefully the rain will hold off until they're finished. Yeah, I doubt it. <clears throat> yeah. It, it is what it is. Yep. Now, Albany and Murray City, they have trick-or-treating from 6 to 7. Okay, tomorrow, no wait, Saturday. I guess nobody's doing it on the 29th. So on Saturday, we have one, two, three, four, five, five communities. So Buchtel is 5.30 to 7. Chansey, 5.30 to 7. Gloucester, 4 to 5. The Hocking College is putting on what they're calling a trunk or treat. I understand the ambulance is going to be up there. And that's in their main parking lot from 3 to 5. Yeah, we were at the fairgrounds last night. Oh. The Millfield. Uh, they're the last one for October 30th, and they are 5 to 6.30. Now, on... Halloween Day itself, we have one, two, three, four, five, six communities. Um, so they are the 31st, that's Sunday night, Nelsonville from 5.30 to 8, Amesville 6 to 7, Athens 5.30 to 7, the Guysville Stewart area, 5.30 to 6.30. Jacksonville, 5 to 6. And the Plains, 5.30 to 7.30. All right. I think we gave you a good report on that. Yeah. Last night, uh, lots of folks at the Athens County Fairgrounds for that trunk or treat bash. Lots of uh, free hot dogs. Did candy you take that in? Given out. Uh, I went by there and I could see lots of people I there. See. So, yeah. Um, anyway, lots of people visited the Jambo, and uh, we did some prize giveaways too, and 
It was just a good time. Kids were having fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, there's a lot in the news right now about taxing the rich. And um, the proposal that we're hearing about is to increase the taxes upon the rich. This is a national thing. Um, Let's see here. Most Americans pay an annual wealth tax on their largest asset. It's called a property tax. Each year they pay an amount equal to a small percentage of the estimated value of their home, their house rather, and, and a house is by far the most valuable item that most families own. The very rich are very different. Uh, While they pay property taxes, too, their homes tend to make up a tiny share of their net worth. The bulk of their assets are not taxed. So, they're trying to come up with this corporate tax or estate tax. And um, there's a lot of people in favor and there's a lot opposed. And I think think our president presently is uh, pushing for that to be passed. All right. Folks, take care. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Stacy Lynn in Washington. Everybody, you're on board, aren't you? President Biden expressing confidence as he walked into the Capitol this morning, saying everyone is on board with his scaled-back spending bill that he says will pass both the House and Senate. Right now, he's meeting with House Democrats trying to sell that plan. What's in it? The White House describes it as a framework that would pay for free preschool, expand the child tax credit, fund in-home care and child care, and incentivize a shift to green energy. What's not? CBS's Ed O'Keefe breaks it down. There is nothing regarding paid leave, whether that's paid leave for parents of newborns, whether that's paid sick leave for people who may need the time off. The other thing that's not in here, 88% of people told us in our recent poll they supported lowering prescription drug prices. Well, there's nothing in here that would aggressively do that as originally proposed and promised by candidate Biden and congressional Democrats. The price tag, $1.75 trillion. The president is expected to address the nation on the plan around 1130 this morning before heading out of the country to Rome, where he'll meet with the Pope tomorrow ahead of the global summit this weekend. The U.S. economy grew by only 2% last quarter, says bank rates Mark Hamrick. It's likely only a fairly temporary speed bump caused by the global traffic jam of goods with which we've all become too familiar. But the number of Americans applying for unemployment benefits fell to a pandemic low last week. Jobless claims dropped to 281,000. What kind of jobs are people going for? Here's CBS's Elaine Cobb. A new report by job site Indeed says interest is surging in jobs in IT, civil engineering and media. It also says workers have rare bargaining power at the moment as competition for working from home roles increases and employers have to offer sweeteners to on-site staff. Moscow is locked down again. Our Felix Light is there. Moscow residents crowded into the city's bars and clubs last night for a last gasp of freedom before Russia entered a new lockdown Thursday. With the vaccination program stalled and a 